That Record Got Me High is proud to be sponsored by Is This Tomorrow? Available at isthistomorrow.com. Is This Tomorrow? is a weekly webcomic which will not either lower your blood pressure or cure painful rectal itch. Side effects may include chin scratching, eye rolling, teeth grinding, and sudden permanent hair loss. Is This Tomorrow follows the increasingly true-to-life antics taking place at the Zorro television channel, which used to be easily identified as parody. Is This Tomorrow is not affiliated with the Rand Corporation, Lockheed Martin, or the Atomic Energy Commission, and was not responsible for the recent radiation leak from the Russian atomic cruise missile, nor the failed Iranian rocket launch. Is This Tomorrow? Available at isthistomorrow.com. Is This Tomorrow and That Record Got Me High present Soul Asylum, being interviewed in 1988. Freer the better, right? And I'm uh, Carl. I'm uh, Leo, and I play bass with the combo. Leo, Leo. And uh, I like a lot of stuff too. It's a quartet. It's a quartet, right? Form the fourth one. <laughs> Rock and roll. Right. <laughs> Is, how many? You can't have four in a combo. I don't think no. you can. No, it's two. It can't be a quattro combo. The Van Vaughn combos for a combo can be anything. I think. Any, any any number. I don't know if you've got big symphony orchestras or like combos. Yeah, if you're being like really kind of familiar. Well, yeah. I mean, if you're familiar yeah, with yeah, big right, symphony, right. Like, yeah. like if you played in it, if you're Leonard Bernstein, you could be. They probably, they probably call it. I've got a gig with a combo. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, the little combo. So anyway, my little 140 piece combo. You guys are on this big world tour now. Small world. It's a small world. The small is a small world. But you wouldn't want to paint it. Right. Right. You wouldn't, I guess, would you? No, we we've been down. South for longer than we should have been. Way down. So. Way down in uh, Florida. Florida? Yeah, that's way down. We had a cola, and we drove right through LaGrange, Texas, too, and I, it was just like that was pretty exciting. Yeah. yeah? Doing push ups, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. And uh, here we are in uh, lovely Soho, I guess this would be right here. This is, we're just barely Soho. Trying to accommodate. Yeah, it's cool. Mine's a lot. Mine's a lot lower. Who's a lot? Dan, are you lower? It sounds like. Our spoiled, but that's okay. Our spoiled host. <laughs> I figure I'm gonna have to right, fight for right. one word edgewise between with Mark. Anyway. Absolutely not. I'm not the one that talks all the time. Sort of. <laughs> really? Well, I know I rock. You're gonna go with that's what you're gonna. We're go gonna with? start this off with a lie. People could change. Stand to gain nothing by that lie. People could change. Good one. Good one. Um, like a bag of fucking to... donkey decks is what this is. <laughs> wow. 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 Donkey decks. So happy real? to be here, Barry. Yeah. Um, thanks for the invite. <laughs> yeah. Don't. 
It's not like we couldn't be rehearsing Don't tee now. up the ball if right. you don't want oh. the golfer to hit it. <laughs> you know you how they keep- if you don't want Chai Chai Rodriguez <laughs> to whack the shit out of it. Chai Chai. You know how they give you shit when you go on TV shows? We that, that record got me high. Gives you a bag of donkey dicks. <laughs> we got in the green room. There's Dried. no swag. That's good. Sh- what'd you get? Dried. Swag wise. Yeah. Got a bag of donkey dicks. dicks. Bag of donkey dicks. Are we doing this? Yes, yeah, rolling. All right, welcome everyone. Welcome to another episode of that. Everyone, right, open the door. That record got me Just high. Every, no, you guys fucking clap. Yeah. yeah. And this is a special hurricane edition. There is because there's a hurricane. What's it, what's it, I forgot his name already. Dorian. 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 That's what I was saying. It's Bernice. What a weak name. Bernice. Uh, Dorian Gray. All right, that is, that that is Barry yeah. Stock over there. That is Rob Elba. And uh, we have two. This is a very special edition because very special. Uh, aside from our wonderful host, Mr. Chris Bellis, let's yeah. hear it for Chris Bellis Woo! at Laser Wolf. Woo! We have the only real actually nice guy in the building. That's true. He is a nice guy. Uh, we have uh, not one guest, but two guests. We have Mr. Mark Dubin and Mr. Dan Bonebreaks. Let's give it up for Mark Woo-hoo! Dubin. Woo-hoo! Mark Dubin, you I'm know him. Dan Bonebreaks' wife did not clap. <laughs> <laughs> well, she, did, she, she, she was afraid Mark would think it was for him, so right, she didn't want to Tim's clapping with one hand. Right. She's seen this. Or he's having some sort of seizure. <laughs> She's seen this dog and pony show yeah. and, uh, right. at home. Mark Dubin, of not course, impressed. you know him. You love him. The beloved singer of the Johnsons, Los Diablo. Is currently Mark Dubin and the Honest Liars, Ow. and coincidentally, Mr. Dan Bonebreak also is now in Mark Dubin and the Honest Liars. He has played in the Bacon Andes. He played in Dashboard Confessional. Many bands much more successful than Mark Dubin and the Honest Liars. <laughs> and he has a brand new band called The Reckons. And he's Ooh. been and he's been asked if he's related to the drummer from X. Probably how many hundreds of times? Uh, yeah, I yeah. lost count. There and I'm go. good at math, but uh, yeah. I lost count. <laughs> Is his name Dan Bonebreak too? No, Don. Oh, Don. DJ, Bonebreak. but Don. Okay. Well, oh yeah, DJ. That's right. And it's an uncommon enough last name that you 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 know it's like oh yeah no. He's a hell of a guy though. My daughter's named Adele. Guess what question? You oh know. man. Oof. Okay, so Are you named after her? No. Before, <laughs> well, yeah, no, she's too. Well, it would be That's ridiculous. too new. Adele, too new. Yeah, she's like the same age as Adele. Exactly. Don't. All right. Um, before we get into the record we are covering, I do have to mention Bumblefest because Steve oh, Roman yeah. wanted us. We are official sponsors. Don't, don't fuck it up. We're official supposed to get free sponsors. tickets. Don't September, say anything bad, right, Rob. September thirteenth, September fourteenth, uh, downtown West Palm, five hundred block Clematis Street is Bumblefest two thousand nineteen with the blank tapes winner, right. Warrington, Big Bliss, the Fantastic. Plastics, and then a lot of bands that we know, personal friends like Glass Nubes and yeah. Glass Woo. Body, yeah. Nervous Monks with Brady Nubo, uh, Electric Supply Company, which is a great new band. That's Ivan uh, Soliani. Oh, Soliani, band, yeah. cool guy. And all the V words are oh, playing. Oh, okay, all are right. You so, uh, no, Mark, Steve's never asked any of bands I was in ever for any <laughs> of the moments. He didn't ask us either. He didn't no, ask he us. Didn't. Yeah, because yeah, I understand that it to the front productions right, is six, also a sponsor. Six stages, uh, September 13th, 14th, and we have two tickets to give away tonight. We're going to have a little a little yeah. trivia thing a little later on. We're going to give away two tickets to Mumblefest tonight, trivia. so that's it. Everyone go, West Palm. Uh, it's the coolest thing trivia. probably going on in West Palm all year because nothing cool goes on up in West Palm. Trust me. Yeah, I've been up there. All right. So speaking of things that aren't that cool, let's get into who we're Uh, talking about tonight. Wow. We're going to start right now? Fuck yeah, bro. We're going to start right now? No. Is that happening? Well, we're going to explore the fact that why is this this band sort of not given 
you know, as much credit as other bands that, and, and this is a band that that eventually became very Man, successful. Man, you saw Pedal on that motherfucker right oh, there. Whatever. All right, so let's just get wow. right down to it. We are talking about Soul Asylum. Soul Asylum. Yes. And their, yes. And their A&M debut, That's because right. they actually uh, were on a, a couple different labels. Yeah. Twin Tone? They started they Twin Tone. That's right, yeah, with uh, the, the replacements label. They were the the, the label so replacements were on. That's right away you're at a disadvantage, because you're on a label with Husker Du and the... I don't Replacement. think Husker was well, on. Oh, oh, they were no. on SST. But, but, but you're from the same yeah, area. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, that yeah. they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're from yeah. the same area as yeah. Husker, the replacements. So already you're like, oh, these guys are good, but uh, couldn't you no. say that Husker and the butt? replacements and Soul Asylum were at a disadvantage because they were in the same city as Prince? Oh, yeah, not really, no. His, no, because so, he's there in was his no, own different world. How old are you? There was no overlap there. There was a little bit. There was. Geographically, but you know. Prince yeah. was in a whole league. He's, that's like saying, you know, <laughs> oh, wasn't aren't we at a disadvantage here because we're in the same city as, you know, like uh, who's from Miami that's famous? <laughs> hey, right. Yeah, who is the please. Mavericks? Please, Pitbull. Oh my god! <laughs> wow. By the way, Pitbull is going to be uh, the guest. If somebody can mute Barry. Next week, be awesome. uh, he's going to be at Bumblefest. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> Moving Pitbull on. is not going to be a bomb. All right, America, so this, all right, so this record, Hang Time, I remember it came out in 1988. Yep. Now, you guys both, well, you guys, so you guys were already Soul Asylum fans before this came out? Nope. Oh, you weren't? No, 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 So no, no, this no. was your introduction this to Soul This is my introduction. Yeah, yeah. Ah, okay, yep. okay. I saw, how, how uh, I saw, I saw, you know, on MTV, they had those, uh, they had those, it was, Pre TLR and they had uh, or TRL or whatever and they had, uh, <laughs> they had I don't even know what it is what? but they had what? they had like these little mini in in studio concerts and Soul Asylum had played two songs and I was just like wow oh, okay it was amazing I think they played uh, Marionette and uh, Sometime to Return ah, yeah and it was they did. you were smitten you were smitten oh, immediately immediately you were. yeah it was crazy now uh, Barry how about you did you because I knew about them before this I think I even saw really? them they came yeah well they came I out knew here. about them I, I think we Susan and I were talking about it on the way here we think we saw them in Tallahassee we, we lived in Tallahassee from uh, I lived there from 87 to 90 and at some point, we you know they played, and we I think we saw them. I knew they were from Minneapolis. Right, right. Um, that's all I got. <laughs> no, but but I mean I was I saw them on the beach somewhere. Summers it might have been at Summers on the beach, and they were really good. They were like a hot shit. Like before this record? Yeah, yeah. Dan really? Dan uh, Dan Oscar was into them already. He had the records before the ones gotcha. on Twin Tone, and he was really into them. And he played them, and they were good. They were the earlier records are raw, you know, yeah. definitely more yeah, uh, yeah, punk. Yeah. But uh, all right, so this record they 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 moved to A and M Records and they do this record Hang Time and this record did not do good at all. No, no. <laughs> it didn't do well. It didn't do well. It didn't do well nope. critically. It didn't sell. It still hasn't. It's I still, think I read something read that it hasn't. Still hasn't sold a hundred thousand. I read that. On, that day. was yeah. like ten years ago. So maybe on I don't Wikipedia, know, I, the only line it says is like, and it still hasn't sold a yeah. hundred thousand <laughs> copies. <laughs> yeah, but that's cool. Either have. You know, any of us. So no, 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 definitely. uh, Right. All right. So, um, actually, no, that's not true. I have a gold record. I'm sorry. Oh, (laughs) well, actually, was on something. Dave Perner has a platinum record now. Well, he's got a triple platinum. Triple platinum. That's right. He does. That's right. So you can't poop with him. All right, now, uh, Dan. No, you can poop with him. Well, Dan, you were telling me that uh, the um, Paul Westerberg quote about them, which was so Paul Westerberg had a quote when he was asked about Soul Asylum, and it was um, time-wise, it was right before Hang Time. And he said that they're the B team. 
and that's always yeah. so, that's so that's rude. so terrible and uh, apparently that quote happened right before um, or maybe while they were recording this for the um for the major and i, I you know i could totally see paul like totally taking a swipe at somebody oh, yeah, you're like hey what do you right. think about solo song signing yeah. a major they're the b team right you know like i could totally hear that yeah and uh he was a dick and yeah well that I was mean, the thing right like he's, he's my fave but you know they say like don't ever meet your heroes oh no, yeah yeah and uh, sure. i still haven't so yeah, yeah. that's cool yeah you're better um but uh yeah, don't meet us either probably <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah that quote um I mean, it's one of the most famous things attributed to Solo Asylum. I yet, know. yet they really have kind of outdone the replacements. Oh yeah. Oh, they sure. did. They totally did. Like I said, that uh, Grave Dancers Union was uh, a triple platinum. Yeah. They won a Grammy. For, oh, it's, uh, I thought it was Grave Dancers Onion. I was uh, it wrong. Oh man! Wow. That was the Prince record. That was, oh yeah. I'm gonna let you guys get this all out now. Good. Oh, no, buddy. Let them all come flying out now. I got a whole... Listen, uh, Solo Solemn was a great rock and roll band. They were amazing rock still, and roll. Still, not was. Still, still, still I mean, it's I mean, still... I just wanted to say, wait, wait. And they were Solo Solemn was part of that crowd that, you know, at the beginning of the 80s when there was a lot of hardcore and there was a lot of punk and everybody was coming out with that kind of music, they were one of the first bands to actually transcend into a pop band, you know? And they, and right, they did it, right. and they did it really, really, really well. You know, now I think so. I, I mean, I think so. yeah, yeah. Nowadays, it's a it's a completely different band. I mean, you can look at them and, and completely have two different categories. You know, you have right, the solo right. song before and the solo song after. But uh, Barry, so revisiting this now is that kind of see my thing. I get with it. I listen to it, and some of the songs are actually they're they're good. They're good. They're they're a serviceable rock band. But what I'm missing, I that feel like the, they're missing some kind of edge or just something. Yeah. Really. There's, I, uh, there, there's not a lot of irony going on, and no. I just feel like there's an edge missing, and I, I don't know. I think that um, it's this record. I didn't listen to the, any of the other records because, you know, you have a limited amount of time, and this is what happens. I listened to this record. You didn't listen to the other records because you didn't want to listen to them. <laughs> no. Um, Let's be actually, it's I, a combination. I'm, I'm not actually lying at this point. I actually, that was not the reason. It was... Um, and I find that this record is a hodgepodge of styles of different things that I recognize and influences that I recognize. Unfortunately, some of the influences I recognize I dislike intensely, <laughs> and those include Aerosmith. I, I hear Aerosmith. Yeah, Barry, Barry I hear Aerosmith. really doesn't like Aerosmith, though. He's no, no a, I hate Aerosmith. Really and I also hear Kiss um, in some really? of the riffing. Some and kiss, yeah, yeah. Some Kiss, Aerosmith. I hear, I hear Joe Walsh. I hear, dude. I hear Ari. I, I hear REM being ripped, just flat out fucking ripped off. Dude, they're better than REM. And I hear Husker yeah. Du ooh, being ooh, flat out ripped, ripped off. Yeah. So that's my Maybe take we on the record is. Next so bed. what I think about. So so in in contrast to that, this is gonna get good. Yeah. In contrast to that, it's to already me, good. To me, Soul Asylum. To me, Soul Asylum was the band that gave kind of a middle finger to the music snobs. Right? Like they came out. And oh, they, I see. And, I see and they had they yeah, they Barry. came out and they had that sneer, you know. They they came out and they played rock and roll and they played the riffs and they played it loud and fast. They were playing punk rock. Loud, they all had rules. long hair. Yeah, right. Right. They the had, original right? that was their original name. Loud, loud fast loud, rules. Fast right? rules. Yeah, for and they years. were just and they had that sneer. They were able to laugh at themselves and take themselves very less seriously. And I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that people liked the pomp and circumstance, especially in the college alternative radio. REM. <laughs> 
I mean, they smell. You just look at them and they smell of pomp and circumstance, right? Like, <laughs> I'm so much better indie, well, and cool because I'm indie rock. Indie, well, they're the ultimate And Soul of Song indie. was yeah, like, fuck true. that. But you they know? were also great. They were. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. I with fall that. asleep I mean, after the third song on every record of oh. R.E.M. Now, Chris, yeah. let me. Chris doesn't have a mic because we we were having trouble with mics. Yeah, so Chris. Doesn't, but were you? Uh, yeah, he was shaking his head. He's in, was, he's in the Barry Stock camp right now. Were Soul Asylum on your radar at all, or did you? So not this not this album, be, uh, 1988, I think, right? Yeah. Yes. Um, but the uh, the popular one, I think, that everybody. Knows a grave dancer, grave dancer, yeah, right, right. right. I, you know, that has three really great songs. I mean, they're pushed down your throat for sure by MTV, right. and that was a great era for music videos, and they had great music videos. Right. I listened to this album a little bit, and it's, it's night and day different to me. A hundred, yeah, yeah. I feel like this is one of those records that if you know you hear as a young dude, and you're like, you just get it, like you get into it. That's what happened. But to it's Mark. hard. To that's, what, that's exactly yeah, what happened. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's hard in 2019 to listen to it. And it for me, I agree. Like, like Barry I agree. said, yeah, I, I, agree. I, I, I will hear, agree with that. I hear like a little bit of like. Like the more lighthearted songs that like Guns N' Roses and Poison yeah. did, yes, yes, like yes. The, I used to love her, but I had to kill her, and it, like a little bit, a little bit of what, a little bit of glam. My head is gonna explode. But then it goes to a song that sounds like Kiss, or it sounds like yeah, yeah. Uh, you know something. Toy- I'm like, for me, it was just like, oh, it's a lot of different stuff on, on this record, and it's very different from what I know from Grave Dancers. Right. Even. So but, I mean, I haven't given it much of a chance, but I like the three songs from you know, yeah, Grave Dancers. That's fair, though, because like you said, he's coming at it from a totally different thing. Well, for sure. Yeah. If Rob says it's fair, it's definitely fair. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I, I'd say, though, like, I'm the arbiter of what's fair. We're talking 1988, so I was a junior, senior in high school, like, listening yeah. to a bunch of different things. And when this came, when this came, right. it was also off of, like, uh, listening to the replacements. You know, yeah. like people going, hey, have you heard this? Right. And that was my first introduction, you know. Right. People that I knew that liked the replacements, you know, and liked Husker Du and stuff. But the mats and have gone soft already by 1988. Right. Well, I was going to say, this well, is heavier. This here, is like heavier than this, And I agree right? with that. Um, but I, I think the same thing, thing kind of happens um, on this trajectory that yet you play these snotty kid songs when you're younger and then you become better at your instrument and you become a better songwriter. Yeah. And then you try to figure out, because you don't want to lose an audience, you play like some of the snotty, like kind of harder stuff. Right. But it, you really want to enjoy playing the songs that you're writing. And uh, I, I think that when I first heard this record, the first two songs, I was like, what? You know, like yeah. the oh, first God, two songs. Like song, if I would... Sure. But... <laughs> I would the track listing. If if I could retrack this song, yeah, absolutely. I think we would have different opinions. I, well, yeah, that's true. I really it think is, so. It is. I think it, it would take you on a totally. I think it would take you on a totally. I was saying it wouldn't make a difference. No. Totally different ride. <laughs> well, I wouldn't give him a copy. Uh, and, uh, um, yeah, you don't get one back. But like songs three through eight are yes. like always. They're always quoted. Everybody's like, man, that's a great. And, and that song, the, some of the other ones, I, I'm kind of curious how maybe the songs were written maybe in batches, because when it even kicks over into Ode and stuff like that, like which matches more of the two, first two songs, right. like maybe some of these songs were written in batches and then they were kind of put together for this. But the performance of it is awesome. It's spot on. They're a hot and tight bar band. It's true. The playing, I don't know if I'm totally right. sold on the production of it, which is weird because well, yeah, Ed Stasium produced I agree. it. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah but the drums. The, Ramones, the drums the, kill it for me. I don't the, like the drums have always been. The sna- yeah, I don't like weird. the snare sound. It's weird. No, I, I, I think that's just the 80s thing that we talk about a lot. I also yeah. hear yeah. the sound of a drummer trying to play with a click who's not. 
Oh yeah, see Barry brought up to me. Barry doing said a good job he, at it. You, I could, I me and Barry said I, I, you, I said it. I said it a little That's less awesome. graciously he than that. Said this drummer sucks. <laughs> and then I didn't even think of that. But after he said I'm listening, I go maybe Barry's right. Maybe. He's trying to play with the click because they're making him play with the click, and he can't play with the click. And yeah. it's like I can hear him. I hear the like the, the the just like the microsecond slowdown. I'm like, oh fuck. He's but if you go back great. in their catalog, that's the way they've kind of always been. Like even before oh, that record, okay. like the first like three records. I guess I don't have to it's say anything. Kind of, that's right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> right. I think. But that, I think that that goes with the charm. I mean, to me, charm. it goes with the charm. Like for it's me, charming. it's like it's Mark. Like what, we, well, yeah, we, like we, what Dan said. Pick apart Mark all day, but he's still yeah. charming. Right? It's like you know. It's like what I say. Like what Dan just said. They're 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 t- to me. I love maybe. Okay, how old are you, Mark? How old are you? Forty-eight, I think. And Dan, <laughs> forty-eight, forty-seven, <laughs> and you're. I'm forty-eight. So the, no, I'm forty-eight. It's like a generational thing. I thought Dan was ten years younger than you. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. There's a, I think it's, it could be a generational thing too because we're Rob. He's fifty six. You're fifty six. I'm about to be fifty five. Yeah, yeah. And we were there for the oh, music that was no. It's <laughs> here, just, we here, it's here we go. Here kids knew. No, kids. Somebody bring the cross and nails the nail no, up there. It's not that. It's that I'm not. No, I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying <laughs> the like. Okay, the reason. I, and when I hear Husker do in there, I'm like, oh, yeah. okay, you know. I hear those things and I'm like, yeah, I was in bands that sounded like that too, but and ripped off everybody. But I didn't get a major label contract, you know. <laughs> and Ed Stasium and uh, Lenny K producing, yeah. Lenny K producing, producing right? Too. Yeah. yeah. Which is All right. Before we're gonna start, we gotta start listening to this goddamn okay. record. Yes. But before we do, I just want to mention real quick the album cover because this is a horrible album cover. I think <laughs> can we all agree on that? It Why? Is, because it's like what is it? I don't even 80s, know what it is. It's it's like people it's like the melting. It's like, like wax. Hang, but just the the art. It has and then it's got that yellow font that says yeah, yeah the yellow font. Yellow, yeah, 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 and yeah. then an some other different messy font in all uppercase yeah. that says hang time and it's just it's just a bad cover it's like it's a, there was a lot yeah. of bad, bad cover yeah. in the 80s major, it's a bad label, negative major label version of right. an independent record cover exactly but, you yeah, know good, they say fair. there were some copies there were some copies Those of are like that flames. Who, what um, is the red stuff is it bodies? that had a hidden jock strap Really? <laughs> in the cover? Of course. That, <laughs> there, so there's like, if you, you, you could have a special copy of it that has a hidden jockstrap uh, in the cover of well, there. Well, maybe they would have sold 200,000 copies of uh, it. <laughs> All right, so let's get down. All right, here we go. Uh, let's start it. Let's listen to this first song, which is not a good opening to the record, right? It's, I think we all agree that. It's remarkable. I mean, I, Rob's I'm okay. that phrase, man. You're working that phrase. I think we all agree. I'm, <laughs> I disagree. <laughs> I'm okay with the song. It, it should not have started should off not. this All way. right, let's listen to a little bit of down on up to me. But they were, that Are would have been sure? scratch acid because this yeah, is 88. Jesus Lizard, they, so Jesus Lizard stole it from Soul Asylum. Wow. Thank you, Tim. I, okay. Thank you, Tim. You guys are going to you're gonna like something I have to say. I'll awesome. go ahead and say it now, is that I think Kurt Cobain 
was influenced by Dave Perner singing on this record. Oh, I, I could see that. I yeah, yeah, I see that. I, I, yeah. I don't have any problem with Dave Perner's voice. I think he's got a. I, I, I like. He's got it's a good just, raspy voice. But it also, like it, right there at the beginning, man, I hear Aerosmith, and then the music is like from Aerosmith to Jethro Tull. So, <laughs> well, like uh, that riffing is like tall Jethro so Tull riff. I'd say that because the riffing on rock, it, yeah, the riffing definitely. is like that seventies, eighty guitar, and it's got some prog in it. But the guitar interplay, like you can tell, these guys have played yeah, together right. for yeah, a yeah. while because Absolutely. it's Absolutely. it's fairly intertwined. But I, I I do feel like this song the the one thing I don't like about the song sorry the one thing I don't like about the song really is that I feel like I've they're trying to mic. prove that they can play. Oh okay okay. And and that's what I don't like about this song one starting off the record. Right. And and two I don't I don't really like that like okay cool you can play you know like yeah, all yeah, right yeah, whatever yeah. just you know play me a song. But um well you have to remember with the major label every every everything is going to be calculated. Oh, like yeah, yeah you got like I have a feeling they're a band that didn't push back that much. I don't think so. I, no. that's what this they sounds probably, like is a yeah. band. Well yeah, and I, and I agree with that because I think later on when they got more successful that's when they really started pushing back a little bit harder because right. They didn't know how to. I mean, everybody <laughs> says they don't know how to handle it, you know, and stuff because like, um, you know, give us the chance. Right. But uh, um, but I do think that you know, there's a certain part they were like, well, whatever, we're going to end up doing what we do, right. like, and because they were a live band, mainly a touring live band, right, 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 that it didn't. I, I feel like it doesn't really matter as much to them, right? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And you know what? This song would never open up. A live show for them? No, no, no. It's, you know it's, I mean? it's a bad it's opener. But in 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 um, in defense, again, for me, <laughs> in defense, Mark's gonna say that a lot tonight. Right, right, right. I must say something. I grew up, listen, stop, I grew up for a something. kid for a kid who grew up in a house that had, uh, a, you know, my parents had this seventies rock and roll collection of records. I grew up on seventies rock, and then when I came into my own, it was punk rock. This was the first band. I mean, you know, when I was listening to punk rock and I was listening to hardcore, I was like one of the only kids that had long hair at the time. Everybody looked the part of a hardcore except me. So when this out, when I first heard this record, it was the first record to me that I heard that was rock and roll. It was heavily you 70s could hear, you influenced. Saying, you could hear Dave Printer's long hair on the punk. record. You almost could. You could hear switching It was like that swagger. Oh, it's a bit of a long hair. I see what you're saying. Yeah, no, I know what you're saying. All right, so let's listen. So let's get to the hair. second song, which I think is a much better song. The yes. second song. Let's listen to A Little Too Clean. drummer slow down on that before that one break <laughs> <laughs> okay i'm gonna say the first part of this sounds like an outtake of like led zeppelin presence like a song that like okay. yeah like a jimmy What's page riff. yeah but <laughs> it's a song that didn't make the cut on presence it's the b team of presence oh, okay. uh, but you know what i don't like led zeppelin anyway he so dipsy doodled it 
Okay, this, I really don't like Led Zeppelin. This song has uh, uh, part of it I like, but this has a problem which I think uh, I have a lot of problems with their songs is that the chorus. It's like Festivus. It's got a strong chorus, <laughs> but the verses are kind of weak. Well, I feel like he does sometimes the verses are weak, but usually he yeah, has yeah. a good chorus. Well, I, yeah. I, I will say I think that I think the intro is so similar to Down on Up to Me, like the, yeah. the spacing and the and the like the jun jun. Like yeah. it, it's got that feel, right. so that's why I don't like these two songs starting off this record. To be honest with you, but I will say this song's a little bit lighter. I like it a lot better than Down on uh, Down on Up to Me because yeah. it reminds me of we said Joe Walsh earlier, which yeah. we totally agreed with, and uh, it reminds <laughs> me of, uh, reminds me a, a little bit of uh, Billy Squire. Oh so, yeah, with like this this pop. Yeah, but Billy Squire was just imitating Led Zeppelin too. Okay, so. okay. Well, that, <laughs> I, I know, and and that's true. But of the Dan's of a, touching me, he doesn't know I'm like a I'm like a of a different era. You and I of a different era, and this being the right. MTV kind of era. True. You know, Billy Squire went from this guitar hero to stroke like, man, yeah, and then he did that video right. and fell I, off the face right? of the planet. Yes, yeah. And right. It has, no, then, yeah, then he made that other right, video. Right. But it I has it has that melodic pop kind of um, melody over the top of these <laughs> yeah. guitar hero flashes. Yeah, yeah. that's true. But I you know do what like I'm going to do? I like the humor in some of the lyrics. When I mix right. this, I'm going to mix this instead of playing the solo solid record, I'm going to play that Belly Squire song for every song. <laughs> no, you're not. You can make your own private version of that. That would be terrible. Damn it. All right, I want to point out something Fuel about for the, fire. the lyrics because you mentioned the lyrics and I, I, some of the lyrics are very hit or miss with me with his yeah, lyrics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I feel I like a lot in this record, they're almost... Apologizing or worrying about how they're going to be perceived now that they're on a major label, oh, and they good, say because right here, yeah. uh, um, in a way, at the end of this, he, the lyrics kind of uh, uh, describe themselves like uh, eventually, like not now because they didn't make it here. Because it says, "Afraid you've lost your innocence to some odd social scene. You're right on top, but you've never replaced, uh, but you've been replaced by a shiny new machine." Oh, I love yeah. that lyric. And they became that. No, no, <laughs> they became did. the shiny new machine. I, I, I think that a lot of the lyrics are humorous and the, and they are um, they I think they play around with like some serious things they're concerned with, but they don't know how to fix it. So they they don't know, I of, thought you were going to say they don't know how to, write they don't know how to <laughs> No, so they don't know like they don't know what, what, what they're going to be able say. to do. So they write them kind of playful. I Did think you hear playful. that episode? Robin Barry are assholes. <laughs> we really are. All right, let's let's listen to the third song, which uh, I feel like this should have opened the record. This is my favorite this song. Why the fuck couldn't sometime to return open this, this yeah. record? Let's listen I agree. To I don't think they even released this as a single. Right, well, stop talking. Stop talking. Let's stop listen talking to sometime to return. I 
realize, Mark, I suddenly realize why you love this band. These are so amazing. You're just doing the best you can. Yeah. <laughs> you're going through life well. doing the best you can. Oh. No, this is a, I really think this is a really good song. This is the classic example it's of my, the poppy song, but heavy, but making right, it heavy right, right. and. and uh, yeah, but it's an REM song with heavy guitars. Nah, like the no vocal, way. the inflection, He's so the inflection is so the inflection. I can hear Stipe singing over that. It just like instantly, I can like put Stipe's okay. voice in there and bam, it's right Who there. Who hurt you when you were well, young? Yeah. <laughs> you really want to know? <laughs> That'll be another part. Yeah, right. Um, yes, That's going to be a long episode. Yes, Tim? Oh, See, okay. I, and right, I feel okay. like. Here, talk to him. I feel like more. No, that's it. We don't need. We don't need. Oh, we're, we're playing. Okay. So I feel like. Um, well, this is my favorite song. Mitzi's on the not record. here. Where's Mitzi? We need Mitzi to rein Tim in. <laughs> but I also think that like this. Um, I, I feel like this song. You you say REM. They just said replacements. I say Husker Du. I'm like if it. Nah, the okay. no, no, Husker Du song's coming up. <laughs> if they had a different guitar tone. If they had Bob Lule's guitar tone for this, yeah, I feel like yeah, yeah. it could be yeah, because yeah, of those sure. those within the chord right, kind of riffs right. and stuff. Yeah, but here here's well, one of okay, the here's well here's the here's the touchstone for both those bands, REM and Husker Du is going to be the Birds, and the Birds also appear as an influence later on, and it's hard to tell whether Solo Asylum is listening to the Birds. Or whether they're listening to Bob Mould and, you know, R.E.M. or Husker doing R.E.M. Right. and getting that bird's influence through there. But there's definitely, I was like, oh, that's like Roger McGuinn. So somebody's well, listening cool. to bird's records, yes. Go ahead, Dan. Uh, what were you going to say? That? I was going to say, I was going to say, that, well, one of the other things about this is uh, that I enjoy, but um, it's it makes it it makes it hard to cover, too, is that there's so many words oh, in yeah, this song. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so many words, and the internal rhyming within the verses are like that turnaround, which he still hasn't given up. Right. Like their he last record, okay. he, they have a lot of that. And I actually enjoy it, but I, I will say, when I, if I've tried to cover these songs, it's like you're running out of breath, man. Like oh, if you don't okay. know what's going on and stuff. But I love it, and Carl Mueller's bass playing on this. Because I got to give a huge shout out for the it. It's really great, melodic. The okay. late great Cole yeah. Mueller. It's so melodic. And is, that, is he dead? He is dead. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, he died. Um, he had cancer and he died, yeah. and it's, it was very tragic actually. Um, but I like his bass, his bass playing through from this song on on a lot of the rest of the record. Reminds me of Ron Blair with Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. It's, oh, okay. it's real melodic. There's a lot yeah. of like stuff that goes up the neck and goes down. But he also plays a lot of really cool rhythm. Like emphasizing like some of the guitar riffs and stuff like that. For but, those uh, who don't know, Dan Bonebreak is a bass, bass player, player, so you appreciate that. So <laughs> no, I awesome. do appreciate that's that. Good. That's good. That's awesome. I don't. Some we of make the lyrics. The band. I, mean, I don't know yeah. the lyric. I like it when the bass player like brings the beer to the practice. That's really cool. <laughs> Throw away. Is right. it, okay, I know are you telling me because I'm getting ready okay. to play with you. Is I, am I supposed to bring the bear yeah. now? Wow. I have okay. to tell you before you I'm even mention it, there is that that one particular line. I good. always cringe. Yeah, I always cringe. throw away your even calendar. When I was a kid. And it was it was trite, and I was like, oh, favorite lyric. Oh. Throw away your calendar. Uh, I heard that. When I heard that, I was like, come on, Dave. Yeah. Try harder. Because that's yeah. my next tattoo. <laughs> Every- a saddled up salamander. By the way, you think I'm when kidding. we take a break, Dan's going to show everyone his uh, birthday tattoo that he got because it, it, it's, it's amazing, amazing. <laughs> and I'm going to make him show everyone. Lyrically, that song is really great. And I'm going to take a picture of it and post it on our Instagram. Okay. So I'm going to for that. 
we're back. All right. And we're back. But you know what, Barry? Actually, this is a good time. I think it's we're good about time the for halfway a break. mark. So let's take a break right now. We were we are going to um, cross our eyes and dot, dot our, our T's, T's and whatever the fuck you Intermission that's coming back with cartoons. The train's Woo. going by where that record got me high. We're live at Laser Wolf. We'll be Woo. back in a minute talking about Soul Asylum with Dan and Mark. That record got me high is proud to be sponsored by Is This Tomorrow. Available at isthistomorrow.com. Is This Tomorrow is a weekly webcomic, which will not either lower your blood pressure or cure painful rectal itch. Side effects may include chin scratching, eye rolling, teeth grinding, and sudden, permanent hair loss. Is This Tomorrow follows the increasingly true-to-life antics taking place at the Zorro television channel, which used to be easily identified as parody. Is This Tomorrow is not affiliated with the Rand Corporation, Lockheed Martin, or the Atomic Energy Commission, and was not responsible for the recent radiation leak from the Russian atomic cruise missile nor the failed Iranian rocket launch. Is This Tomorrow, available at isthistomorrow.com. Is This Tomorrow and that record got me high present soul asylum, being interviewed in 1988. Uh, here we are in uh, lovely Soho, I guess this would be right here. This is, we're just barely Soho. Yeah. But actually, you know, 20 more feet would be no-ho. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, 20 more feet would be in big trouble because, there's, yeah. like, you know, the garbage trucks are running so, over. So, <laughs> so, to change the subject, so, so you guys like oh. the, you're famous for doing these, these cover medleys from like the 70s. Where you I think famous, famous is kind of strong. Famous I don't, is a big word. Yeah. Famous yeah. Is, that's like... Infamous. Famous. Noted. 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 There's yeah. a way. So, are you ever going to put one on a record? Uh, I don't know. Uh, you going to start getting the Starline vocal band on the, on the but record? But we were thinking we put it on a Sweet record. We'd have to share. pay so much publishing yeah, money yeah. on to all these. But if we keep it under four seconds of per, per, per song. song, we could get uh, away with it. So Good idea. We're thinking about idea. that. When you when you record, do you look. Is it, you like to make your live show on the record? Or you, you have like a completely yeah. different well, alien atmosphere to you? We tried to do that in this record. A lot more. We got a slideshow of like crowds. You had so many tough beer bottles out there. Yeah. 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 One guy comes back and goes, I hear crap. That was the producer, right? No, right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, we've got, we've got to do this uh, camper van Beethoven thing here. Um, and we'll come back and we'll talk with more of the, with the band just a little bit after we get done with more of the show. Yeah. And uh, go ahead, grab that God box and uh, crank 120 minutes constantly. Now. now. Immediately. Yeah. Now. What he said. Because mm. you obviously don't have anything better to do. With Grant and Dave and Dan and Carl. And um, you guys are from Minneapolis, so people will probably ask you about Minneapolis. Stranglers, black and white. <laughs> Did you finish that, or that's for that? No, that's for that. But I don't know. so, or do you need it or not? I don't want it. No, I don't. I don't yeah, no. You know what? I'm gonna drink it out of the can because yeah. Rob's all nervous. I'm gonna like spill it, it yeah. everywhere. 
He wanted I you to actually did pour it into I his mouth. Did you notice I didn't even play music during the break? I didn't put that horrible station back on. Thank, <laughs> Thank God. God. Thank you. Thank God. We'll we'll put after we're done. We'll put well. There's not. Else. I mean, you know, the hurricanes got everybody kind of freaked out. Not so. me. All right, are we running? Are we rolling? Are we running? Come on, are we dude. rolling? You know, I push the button rolling, when I sit down. Rolling, All right, we are rolling. back with the hurricane edition of That Record yeah. Got Me High. We are live right. at Laser Wolf. Let's hear it, everyone. Woo! For our host, Chris Bellis. Uh, Susan said we were too loud in here, even without headphones, so she yeah. went outside. <laughs> that kind of hurt my feelings a little, but we I get blame that. Mark. Oh, his I guess feelings are, kind of are hurt. Yeah, anytime we're loud. Mark is around, anytime I'm around, it gets loud. It gets loud. It That's does. true. All right, so we're talking about Soul Asylum, we're talking about Hang Time, and let's get into song number four, which you said was the, the single from this record. It was pretty much the one thing that written, was released, and maybe the most famous... And written by the uh, guitar players. the, it's one the only one not written by Pierner. Not right? written, written by, by Pierner. Let's Dan listen Murphy. to a little bit of cartoon. And who, well, not you know what I was yeah. thinking more. Who's gonna do a Bob Mould solo? solo. Sounds yeah, like a Bob yeah. Mould solo yeah, thing, especially yeah, the right. more music than this. It's Ron Bear Blaze bass man. You gotta hear Ron Bear. So GC suspended. Well, yeah, if it was a Husker record, all you'd hear was Bob Molding. You'd hear the drums would be like, like they would sound like they were in a tiny room. And then right, you would, yeah. you know, Greg, uh, Greg, Greg Norton plays, wouldn't play bass that. players would be, you know, he would just be, <laughs> would be in another little tiny room. And then Bob would be front and center. Right. With that yeah. trebly guitar. Yep. Uh, yeah, so. And his voice. It's fine. I don't know. This song it's didn't fine. hit me. Uh, really? Yeah. Because this really is the song that most people would recognize from this record. I didn't realize. Of our, of our age. Yeah, yeah. For sure. If you told not old time. people like me and Barry. Right. Well, because I mean, you guys were you guys were already you listening to the originals that influence the stuff, <laughs> right? More right. so, like Barry said. It's okay. You can. But you, I know you hate my guts. That's all right. <laughs> I don't. I, I love you. I can't wait to play Are with you. Still gonna play with us? <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Even though Barry can't wait to get my, I can't wait to get my bass yeah, playing right. uh, critique. Oh, well, I saw Dubin. No, no. Dubin was really like going to town while I was playing this just now. I could tell he couldn't even hide no. his uh, for, enthusiasm for our age and probably a little bit younger sure. um this is the song off of this record cool. that is the go-to and it will be the one that people recognize the most. Uh, okay well that's well, cool i think it's, and like, it's very nice to see well like what we were talking about at the break you know for me I, again for me hardcore that you. i yeah the, when i was listening to hardcore it had a lot of testosterone it was even though i was totally into it on a personal level who's your favorite hardcore band black flag Black flag, there you right. go. Okay. But it wasn't, it, it, you know, these guys, 
it was the first time that I heard a punk band playing 70s rock and roll, right? Okay. And, and that did something to me at that time that was, for a, again, you know, for a misfit, I can it, see it, that. It, sure. it fit no, me no, in. I can see that, yeah. At 16 years old, was like, oh my God, there's something sure. there for me, right? That I'm not as, uh, as aggro as these hardcore kids. Uh, and this was, this, was, this was very cool, you know? Right. Very cool. <laughs> well, cool's not the word Barry would use, clearly. <laughs> Barry, but, uh, let's listen, get... I just want to say Barry hates soul asylum. So well, he really right. does. I think so this may, be, so I think this right may pass. When, when I made... Oh, yeah, no, this, so I, 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 I like this less than the Black Parade. That's I, what I was going to say. Yeah, wow. <laughs> uh, but I will say, you said Bird's Influence. Yeah, sure. And I'm talking Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Also so Bird's, Bird's Influence. Influence. Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, so descent, we're, we're, in a, we're in a line here. Yeah, yeah, we're, definitely. Like, there's oh, a yeah, linear sure, connection. Yeah. yeah, sure. All right, so let's I get. Just wanted to get on this his next side. song. I actually like. Uh, I, I I like this song a lot. I think it's a really good song. Let's listen to a little of Beggars and Choosers. The drumming is different than us. The drumming is not like is not like Grant Hart's drumming. Yeah, no, I can no. hear the I can hear, I can Paul hear the Hooskers singing. Do, but I, this, really? I can, I can hear him singing it. And especially the whole druggy, the drug thing, because this song is about uh, drugs. It's about a drug. Yeah, drugs are bad. <laughs> In your crowd of pushers and users, takers and losers, beggars and choosers, Mark. But uh, <laughs> Mark. Well, not, but I think that that's talking about that the road. the. I, but 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 again, Mark loves this song because he lived it. I can I can hear that. I can say that. That's the entitlement to me. That's a pushback on the entitlement. A lifetime movie, afternoon movie. I think I think it's a pushback on the entitlement of a lot of musicians who think that they're like, you know, I'm super rad because I'm a fucking musician, and you're like, no, you're just a normal dude playing music, right? So you, that's your life story, right? Beggars and choosers, man. Special because I feel like that's like that. And now you know the NBC thing. Beggars and the choosers. You Are you going to be a beggar or a chooser? I wow. will say, lyrically, this song has has a stinger right in the lyrics, right at the end, which I like. Right at the end of this song, he says, Can you try to imagine a story that has no end? I think you'd better steal it while you still understand it. Sell it to one of your friends. Nice. That's good, right? That's yeah. a good little stinger good. at the end. Do you yeah. know that the that's word good. stinger and the word stinker are only one letter <laughs> difference? <laughs> oh, my God. Did you guys rehearse that? 
Did you guys wow. rehearse that? Fuck no. Right. You set that up. Was that rehearsed? He hit yeah. that out that of the was, park. Hold, hold on a second, man. That was an underhand yeah. softball that pitch. Was out All right, of control. This, no, we did not plan that. All right, this next song, I am not a fan of this next song. You want to sit down this with Don the, Rickles and Shecky Green? You got to sit down with Don Rickles and Shecky Green. <laughs> this is the requisite 80s, because this record came out in the 80s, and they power had to have a power ballad. Power ballad. This is the requisite I, power uh, ballad. We'll agree on Let's, any criticism. Get your lighters out. We're going to listen to Endless Farewell. Only if it's to burn the record. Shockingly, no. Whatever Shockingly, you have to say, I wait, will accept the wait, criticism on. on this song. This is the one Sh- song Barry actually, likes. It's actually yes. <laughs> and it's the one I hate. It's it's got it's a dear prudence total rip off on the beginning. It's, right. it's dear fucking dear prudence. Oh, but actually, the in the in the Ooh. in the chorus, there's actually a major seventh chord. So props off to those guys for lifting that one finger up and playing the major seventh <laughs> chord instead of the regular major they chord. Can play these guys can play. They can, yeah. play, they really really play. And it's actually you know except it for does, the drummer. Yeah, not well. Burberry stock. I don't know. I think he's trying to. I think they made him play with a click. And if you're not used to playing with a click, I hear you. It's I hear like what you're you know. Yeah. I think that maybe. Imagine you've got me, you've, did Fausto ever try to play with a click? Oh my God! Could you imagine? <laughs> so you got <laughs> Rob, me, Rob, man. No man. You got me thinking about the drummer playing a click in the, in the beginning here. He rests on one beat. And yeah. I think it's to catch up. Yeah, and now it I'm is. pissed that I'm hearing that. Because you're going to hear uh, it every time. I because he points it out. Right? But yeah. I will say, I have written down here, it's 88. It's power ballad time, yeah, yeah. just like yeah, you said. Sure. And, well, uh, there is hair metal in this record. Uh, just like was mentioned, well, there's, there's guns, some 70s, there's 80s, poison. There's, there's, some gray, there's no poison. There's Motley Crue. There's no <laughs> poison, dude. Yeah, Come poison. On. Gonna, um, gonna, but there is gonna gonna there's a lot of guitar interplay. They, they yeah, can really play guitar. And sometimes showing that is not... It's not always great. I know, yeah. I know, if you I had an S to poison, it's poisson, which is fish in French. <laughs> <laughs> when I was 16 and I heard this song, I was like, man, I want a girlfriend so yeah, I can feel uh, bad. You wanted to do the prom I dance. want a girlfriend so I can this, break up with her and feel I bad. I will say, this song has, for me, me, has some of the worst lyrics on the whole record. <laughs> ever. I'm it's giving, ever. It's I'm, terrible. I'm giving terrible back. Song. I didn't Listen, read the I'm lyrics giving back at all. all. The, I, well, I have to because I, I do this for the people. I'm, I'm giving back the all people. the things this is that communism, you gave folks. to me. I'm saving up the price to pay to be free. Remember the first time you saw the rising sun? You may be done, but I've just begun. It's so, and at 16, I was like, yeah. Yeah, because like, that. Chicks will love because this. Because yeah. it's like a 16-year-old wrote that. A hundred percent. All right. I really like this next song. Uh, this next song. There's only one redeeming factor to the last one, sorry. What? What? Is that it brings you down a little bit, getting ready to take you 
Take You Up, so right. It brings yeah, you down the, to Take You Up. The next two songs like are really good. Like a cheap narcotic. I think. Okay. So let's listen <laughs> to a little bit of Standing in the Doorway. Love this Standing in the doorway, wondering if it's safe to go outside. Wondering if I'll come back, wondering if I might just drift down with the rising tide. Sitting and waiting and hoping to find something you're good at to use up your time to draw from the Okay, what's up with the Tom Fills in there? I thought the Tom Fills proved he's a good drummer. <laughs> I, I think, you know, like... Click co- track, be damned. It, it's, it's not that much longer, like, what, 92, he gets fired, you know? Oh, the drummer. Yeah, they kicked him out. Um, but uh, but I will say, it reminds yeah, it only me... Took it reminds years. me at this particular time... <laughs> It reminds me of playing with play other fucking, drummers. He's going to play that fucking fill again. That there just goes. won't give up <laughs> on this is what I'm playing for this song. Oh, right. Uh, yeah. 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 We've all played with them. Oh, That's yeah. my part. We've all played That's with them. That's my part. That's why I and hate drummers like, so much. Yeah. my part, bro. And, horrible. But I will say it's it's rhythmic and driving, not necessarily because of the drums. Right. But it is the rhythmic song's and good. driving. You know what? I like this song so much that I purposely didn't read the lyrics because I didn't want to be d- disappointed. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say that this wow. is, this is for me, this is, this is the weird. best song on the record. Whoa. 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 Wow. Wow. Okay, so it doesn't and make you me. you hate the drums. It doesn't, it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't make, make you. It doesn't make me cringe to listen to this somebody. song. Nice. Okay, next song. All right. What about the, yeah? What about this next song though? I really like this next song. It's I like a great it. song, and the lyrics are actually clever in this one. And this is the one showing that introduced Mark to the band. Yeah, showing oh, a little bit of country. Oh, showing let's a little picture bit of a little, a little long-haired teen Mark. No one understands him. him. No, no one, one understands no one gets me. me. They don't get it. No one get gets it. me, and it's my. I hate everybody. Was Mark because Cameron everybody little? hates me, and I want to hate did them before eat, they hate Mark, me. Did you eat all the ding dongs? Because there's yeah, none man. left, and your your dad likes them. <laughs> 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 you mean per, you mean actual ding dongs, or you mean li- proverbial <laughs> ding dongs, <laughs> right. really? metaphorical ding dongs, bag of donkeys? What? Listen, listen to a little bit of marionettes. What bothers me most about it is that I have not been able to figure out who they're ripping off. 
but I know that it's ripping off somebody. They were when they were like, "Let's get the fucking." Who are they? You know what? I like these last two songs are very theatrical. Yeah, right. Yeah, this one is theatrical. I like when they hit theatrical. Barry, they play like the timpanis in there. Barry just started shaking his head. It's not bad. Is that there's something? I'll fix. I probably it'll probably hit me on the way home. No, it's the it's the way it's structured. And I'm like, is it Billy Joel? That's is the hater. It, See, that's it, the hater in you, Barry. You just want to find a way to hurt. Hater's gonna hate. More. Hate, hate, hate. Well, <laughs> okay. I, I will say, I'll yeah, so I, I, I'll live it. You know, <laughs> I'm living the dream. <laughs> there's the hater a, in in this album. They see there's me probably rolling. more words said on this record than maybe a lot of records that I listen to. Right, like right. It's, it's so like verbose. Like dense. Just, it's very dense. Yeah. And at the end of this song. Even when it's fading out, he starts singing it. He's the, he right, starts yeah, singing yeah, the refrain right. over He's got again. So many words. And I was like, I was like, we we heard it, yeah, and I love it, and I like, and, and like this and is they cut this off record your wings I like, and replace but, them with strings. Yeah. Now the strings attached to everything. It's twisted and tangled and troubled with anger, but somehow you still swing. Words to live by. That's good. No, those are good lyrics. Hey, are. I mean, oh wait, yeah. but speaking, it has the internal rhyme. Yes. It, oh, yeah. You're right. It does. Okay. Again. So that's his thing. He does that. But he, he does. does that. There's. If you even listen to you know Grave Dancers Union, there's plenty of internal rhymes within yeah. those lyrics, and he's Barry, still Barry's going to listen to it after the podcast, and he'll he'll get back to us. What? Uh, Chris had a no. had a point about. <laughs> Let me just clarify the cover about swinging. I spent most that, of the week trying to think of the clever like soil asylum. I kept like changing letters <laughs> around. <laughs> Troll asylum. So mean. Troll inside him. Like different things that I was right. working on. Give Chris the mic. He he, he noticed oh, something. Sorry, he saying. noticed something about the cover. Oh yeah, I don't know that I know something, but looking at it, um, so we were thinking it was like flames and it was like no. bound feet. Yeah, it's bound feet upside down. down. Hang time. So yeah. like, but, they, but it's like bondage. It's not like suicide or it's right, weird. right. Like a weird yeah. bondage. But it's, for some reason like, they made it up. Like, why did they have to do it upside I down? Don't I don't get that. It's, yeah. it's, it's alternative. Now. It was the 80s, dude. Marionettes? Maybe they're marionettes. No, oh. it's straight oh. could be the tarot, the hanged That's man. That's the hang time part of marionettes. Hanged, you know. All right, let's listen to a little. This is more of Maybe of it's the, pig feet and it's this, just like, you know. This so next deep. one is more of the Barbecue. mid-tempo riff rock that I'm not really a fan dude, of. That's crazy. Oh, this is I wrote such a riff rock. Song. <laughs> it is. Nice. This is it, the riff rock. All right, oh, let's listen This to is it. a return to it from Down On Up it To Me. Exactly. I think this song was written with it, those batch of songs. Oh, okay. Do you know what? Like, if they wrote them in batches, I feel like this one's in that pot. They should have left that batch off, oh, I think. Like, All right, well, I know right, Barry agrees with you. All right, Barry, let's listen to a little bit of Oh. It's Godzilla by Bluster Cult, and um, also this is the song that Kurt Cobain 
is imitate heard and his vocal some of his vocal style comes from this song oh, the way at the he's end singing where he's the, with the rap and you know what else reminds me of it reminds me of what I hate about Dave Grohl and Foo Fighters when Dave Grohl does the scream <laughs> there we go and it's like he's the hate is always after. there oh oh me I love that. Oh, Foo, no Foo Fighters is specifically is that yeah. the pot calling the kettle black <laughs> yeah you're both referencing like Nirvana so this True. is troublesome to me yeah. and I hate Nirvana <laughs> really I fucking hate, hate him I do I yeah. oh Whatever you hate, I hate, Mark. <laughs> he just stops getting us beers. Got him off. Got him off. All right, that's it. This is our final... Uh, oh, hold on, hold on. For Ode? That's it. For Ode, I want to say... There's Ode. Kiss in there as well. Kiss okay. and Blister Cult. Well, yeah. Kiss, Kiss will have a reference to what I say. This this feels like how Westerberg would put, like, Dose of Thunder on a record to, like, to, you know, right. peace, you know, for yeah, Bob. Yeah. Like, yeah. like yes, those right. records were Bob. Bob like, yeah. So I almost feel, and, and granted, you know, you can call them the B team, but in Minneapolis, like they're definite replacements fans. Right. And I feel oh, yeah. like the some of these songs are similar to like you. You're like, where the fuck did this come from? And they've listened to those replacement records, right? You right. know, and they're like, you know, you can. They're imitating the replacements, imitating somebody else. Right. Okay, <laughs> and that's fair enough. That's fair <laughs> no. enough. But it is. It does have some Kiss rock. That was oh, yeah. Yeah. No. Which the but, replacements did as well. When I totally first heard did. it, it was like Dose of Thunder. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, I, love, I, like I love when it's like it's, it's it's you know when he's a, a, a casualty and he's like bam bam and then they get really mellow. Right. Well, I'd say just for a bar. God of Thunder, and then they come back up again. Is also great. You got God of Thunder behind that as well. So I hate Kiss. All right. Speaking of the replacements, this next one I believe is a very replacements ish. Uh, although I like it, I like this next song, but I okay. think it's replacements. It's, uh, I can't even say that. Let's listen to a little of Jack of All Trades. If I could be anything I wanted, I'd only Okay, so uh, there's um, there's a there's a actually you can find it on the internet and download it if you want. There's a set of recordings called the Hang Time Demos, and it is the demos for this record. Really? And yeah, I actually like them a lot better than the recorded product. Um, the drums don't sound like that, and it's a lot more um, or it's a lot less we're trying to appease a major label or we're trying to do the things that they're saying that we're going to be organic more organic organic. exactly yeah yeah sure yeah the hang time demos yeah i'll I'll put them up you know people can yeah yeah. right so i I mean they're from cassette they're in mono it's not like you're going to be like blown away sonically but they they are there i feel like this song's got a little bit of that like cow punk yeah like post blasters x like the bands that took that stuff a little past the la thing yeah and it's got a little bit of that feel but the middle part stays in la and it's total butt rock (laughs) (laughs) like like when it kicks in 
Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I'll just, I don't, yeah. but we'll, I'll. If you listen to the middle part, I'll put that part it in. It totally right kicks here, into, so like, it could be Motley Crue. Right. Yeah. All right. It could be Bad Generation X. So that's like why that kind of butt rock. Right. For me, this song butt is rock. kind of sadly autobiographical. It could be sadly autobiographical for Soul Asylum because Master of, uh, yeah. you know, uh, Jack of All Trades. Master of None. No. <laughs> But their records they're, are that, like that, that and they're very yeah, much like yeah. replacement records yeah. too. Yes, you yeah. know, which has a little bit of here and you know this that scattered you know, on the other. Oh one. yeah, absolutely, um, absolutely. And I I do feel that this is a little bit of that. Now, granted, like Husker Du had already you know pretty much broken up by this time. Eighty eight, yeah, they were on yeah, the way yeah, out, yeah, right? Sure. So and uh, but but put out the worst recorded album in all of alternative rock history, what? Warehouse. Which, which is, is my favorite. Oh, the worst. How do you say it's worse? That's, That's got so horrible. many great songs favorite on recording. it. They're ridiculous. They're, I put oh, yeah. that on the other day, oh, you know and it's like you know those you know those oh, little monkeys you have as a kid, and you hit it on the head, and it would go ding 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 ding. Forty minutes. An outtake of the Velvet Underground doing Sweet Jane. That sounds like the most horrible. But he'll listen to that, no problem. But me and Barry agree right now. I'm not an audiophile, so I don't care. I agree with what it sounds like. I just want to hear good songs. Our friendship is redeemed. <laughs> yeah, I would definitely listen right, to the right, next before, we, yeah. before we move right. on, there's something I wanted to bring up. Uh, a soul sound that I uh, that Dave's still killing it because I just happened uh, the other night the VMAs were on and and my wife right. for some reason wants to watch it because Miley's gonna be on. I'm telling her we're not teenagers. We shouldn't be watching this. We don't know any of these people. But she so we're watching. You'll it. become sexually aroused. What will I do? But one of the categories was for a video, and it was. <laughs> Runaway Train the by redo. Jamie and Common, Skylar Gray, uh, featuring uh, Gallant. And right. I got to play just a little Wait of this second, Runaway Train. Wait a second, they did train. that? Yeah, yeah. They Some, redid the Someone redid, re-redid it, and it was up for a VMA, and you just have to, I can't say anything else. Barry, just, let's just do right. a little bit. It did not win the award, but I thought uh, good for Dave, though, did right? Not win He's getting making ha- mailbox money. Is Thank what you. Won an award. He walked out to his mailbox, wow. saw a twenty thousand dollars check. I didn't even know that. Stupid said, video has like one hundred fifty thousand hits on it. He was like, "I'm not Ian Mackay, but fuck you. I just I just yeah. pulled a twenty thousand dollars check." All right, so let's listen. This next song, I also yeah. really yeah, love. man, still yeah. torrent. They're playing Riptide. They're playing Riptide. Soul Sound. We should all go. Playing Barry. Yeah, we are going. We should drag Barry there. You know who was nice. Aaron Lee, a previous guest on your podcast. Yes, we, oh, we love Aaron. Yeah, yeah. Well, who doesn't? But she um, she knows how much we love Soul Asylum, so she was like, she would you guys you like to get us uh, get passes? And we were, I was like, oh yeah. So the first thing I'm going to ask Dave is what did he mean by you know, throw away a calendar and saddle up your salamander? And he's going <laughs> to say, I meant get a tiny sandal, saddle and put it on a salamander. That's basically what I meant. All right, next song. Nah, he meant, the second thing it was, it's, about about a, it's about a cock ring. You should say, there's this guy Barry Stock that that hates you. Fucking right, am I? All right, let's look at Pat's. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, what do you Pat know about Stock. cock rings, what, bro? Pat looks like he's masturbating. Let's What's to new? Song number eleven. Let's just do a little. We're almost done with this record. Let's listen to Twiddly D. 
That all that's missing is a track of arm armpit farts. I I like that. I, I, to, I actually wish there was more shit like that. I on just the want I thought he was gonna have an aneurysm. I just want like, everybody to know that Barry Stock hates God. his record so, so much. much. It's so funny. What's wrong? First of all, this song has a has a sense of humor, a good sense of humor. With totally, it. which I love in, cool. in a lot I mean, of my lyrics. I, I, I love like the humor. It's good. Dave, it's that, see, that's I, not as bad I'm as the last again, song. Dave is the last obsessed. song on the record see, is this horrible. This is what I'm saying again. He's obsessed about the notion of of um, being a sellout, you know, because going on a major right. label. Oh, yeah. So when he's saying here, he's saying, they may say what they say about the way we stay. They, they may do what they do about the things we do. Hey, Gaba, hey, which I don't know what the fuck he means by that, but ain't, ain't gaba, for gaba, winning. Hey. But then he says, ain't for winning or for losing. It's a pleasure to play. Work all night and I, and I sleep all day. Yes, I guess I'm lucky. I can live my own way. Yeah. So it's like, you know, what the, what the fuck? All right, I'm a rock star. So well, uh, And then uh, I'm going to embrace it. A little bit later on, he, he did say, like, he's... I think he's tried to stick to his own thing, you know, and do it. And, like, I, I know they've signed with a couple different majors and stuff, and people will call sellout. But they've tried to stick to their their thing. I, some of us love it. Some of us hate it. But <laughs> really? uh, agree. Who would that be? Yeah. Yeah. Present but, company but, included. No, no, but, but here, like, uh, there's a quote I remember reading. I don't know whether it's late 80s or early 90s about him. He was like, he was like, um... They asked him, like, what do you want to do next? And he's like, I want to have the same respect that Ian Mackay gets for doing, for sticking to his guns. No, even it's though it's, <laughs> even though it's a different thing. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. Because this is what I do, you know, and stuff like that. And I'm not, he's right, not trying to compromise, yeah, you know, should. and stuff. But, but he's like, man... Yeah, you should, he call. should never say anything like that. No, <laughs> but, 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 but one can't. guarantee that you will never get that respect is to say that. That's okay, true. Okay. That's true. That's but, true. It, but but uh, all right, and and, and I agree with the art, like the artistic part about that. You can you can hang on to you can hang on to minor threat all you want, Fugazi, things yeah. like that and stuff. But, we tried to do but, a Fugazi but, but, record, but if you if you ask some of those guys in Fugazi right now. Because they didn't sell merch and they didn't do the ticket prices and stuff like that, they don't have the lives that they would like with their families right now. Oh, yeah. this There's, is and wow! There are about, some of them whoa. that don't. And and well, I think it's worth mention. Uh, the uh, only reason I mentioned it because this is you're actual about that. information from ex Fugazi members. Yeah, yeah, I mean, man, Ian, we was like, it's like Frank Zappa. <laughs> the mothers is like, Frank, I, we, I can't live on pinto beans. Well, I. Well, <laughs> Like they never sold merch at, at shows right. and stuff yeah. like that and stuff. But had they, they'd have a better life right now with the families that they have. And people hang on to that stuff, you know. Like they love that Fugazi stuck to their guns. Yeah. But uh, no, I, I agree with you. Why you, you, sh- you shouldn't have to apologize to be ashamed to for being successful or making no, money. It's like, not well, at all. Right. But whatever. also, it it's a different. It. It's also when you do it, you are foregoing a certain. Level of, you know, Cloud. Barry Stock won't like Cloud. you anymore. <laughs> well, it's not only that; is that you become part of a large corporation that has different interests the than top an machine, S- right? Yeah. Than an SST or a Homestead right. Records right. or a Twin Tone Records. There becomes a um, a, a tremendously different. Mush operation right. that takes over. Well, I think that sure. you can hear you can hear the difference, right? Like if, you, if you're going through the first couple of records on an independent label, and it's 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 quick, it's fast, it's in and out in the studio, it's live, and then all of a sudden you're opened up to a lot of money, 
You got Lenny K and Ed Stasium producing you. No, you well, got, here's you the got problem. Okay, things, wait, wait. You know, yeah, and, and, is, and I think it's the a lot of money bit, thing is, you know, is bullshit. What they're doing, the record company is loaning you money that you will have to pay back out of the net, and that they get their cut of out of the gross. But if, but, but you have a budget, whether or not you're paying it back, and if you're a band and you've recorded three or four records independently your friend's studio and now you walk into a studio whether your budget is getting having to get paid back you're not necessarily thinking about that. You're walking into a huge room. Well, you should be. With a no. huge, well, you should be. Well, I mean, that's what R- no, no, look, Hold on, R- let me add something to your statement because I, I think what you're looking for isn't necessarily the advance that you're talking about. You're looking for distribution. You're looking for the. You're looking for getting it out to to the rest of the world. And that's usually what the major labels are offering you is a better distribution. And Twintone definitely didn't have it. Right. Well, Dutch, everybody was beholden to Dutch East India. Right. And right. they sucked. Right. And Touch right. and Go, right. you know, Touch Albini will okay. tell you right away, he loved Dutchy, and then all of a sudden he got fucked by him. Of too. course, right. right. You know, so but, no checks. But I mean, also, even the guys with of, the highest morals, but th- if but you're talking was, Albini, get yeah, right, over. But what I was trying to say is that when, you, when you're put in that position from going from that to a major label, I can only imagine that you're very confused, you know? I mean... Sell out versus not sell out. These guys, Lenny Kane and Stacey, are telling you, okay, we want to do this with the drums, we want to do this with the guitar. No, they're not probably asking. No, I'm going to flat out tell you, Lenny Kane and Ed Stasium are not fucking asking those guys what to do. They're setting the shit up and they're setting the sounds and they're saying, I don't know. I I guarantee, Ed Stasium. These guys are big. I'm, 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 I'm going to agree with Barry on this. Dave. They're dictating the sound. <laughs> you guys can ask Dave happen. that when you meet him at the uh, I've, ripped I've been in Dave. some of the, <laughs> I've been in some of those recording situations where the producer was hired by the record company. Right. That's what he's there and, for. Produce. And that the, guy comes in. Produce. And he's going to tell you what and to he's, do. And his shit's hanging low. And yeah. he's just going, I'm making the calls. It's cool. Right. And it's cute. If you don't like that, it, we'll bring somebody else in. Yeah, yeah, right. But I got guys on retail. That will come in here and shred your fucking parts. <laughs> right, right, right. All right, so we've we've jumped down the rabbit hole of uh, major labels and uh, minutia, but let's get into the final song on this record, which is c- kind of a throwback song to their earlier, much rawer yeah. sound. Yeah. Uh, yeah let's listen to a little on. bit of uh, yeah. This could have been a lot loud, fast. Right. Yeah, I think so. Let's listen to heavy rotation. I'm just reading the lyrics now. Maybe he's talking about what we were just talking about the advance because he says, "Cause don't drool. You've got so it's much. It's unseemly. 
Very nice. Thank you. <laughs> he did. Because you've, you've got so much I can't follow. One more debt I can't repay. Yeah, man. Tomorrow brings just one more chance to throw it all away. I'm just trying to live with today, and I'm just trying to live with the way I am. That's, he's just trying to he's live the way He's just trying to go is. about well, it. I, I think, Rob, you, you keyed on some of the lyrics, uh, especially for, like, he is, he's, he's struggling with maintaining. Yes, yeah. Maintaining that indie and that, like, what they really are as a band while trying to move up, you know, and, and get their record either distributed further. Like the Jeffersons. Um, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, they're moving up on the Jeffersons. Nice. Uh, well, because it's... No, but, they but were also, known mostly as a live band. Right. So people went and saw them when they played live because they enjoyed the shows. Yeah. Probably more so than they enjoyed individual records, even previous to this and even after this. Right. And also, I would say that, you know, the reason why I keep bringing up the, the fact that they go from an indie band to a major label is that was one of the first times, right? I mean, I mean, for the most part, it was still the 80s when the underground oh, was starting yeah, to get, early was right, to, get to go. I mean, right now, today, we can look back and we can see all the mistakes that bands had made jumping from an indie label to uh, a major label and go, okay, well, I'm going to avoid some of the pitfalls and all that stuff. But at the time, you know, you really didn't have a lot to look back on. Two bands did it successfully. Two bands. If you say R.E.M., I'm going to freak out. R.E.M. did it successfully. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, 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 wait. Let me just... They had two people. They had uh, their manager, Jefferson Holt, and they had Burtis Downs, an attorney who were with them from the start and were considered basically members of the band. And they made decisions for the band that were financially smart. The other band that did that was the police because the, the drummer's brother, Copeland, Miles, Miles, Copeland. Miles Copeland, IRS Records, and right, right. they you know they dictated the terms of how they were gonna their money was gonna be structured and things like that. And this is a this is what happens when you get that amount of money and a bunch of fucking bozos that rode around in a van together. There's just uh, most times it. It goes badly. Right. Can I also I say though that you have to think this is '88. This is their first AM like r- right. release. They've already seen Husker Du go major, and now they're breaking up. They've also seen re- replacements go major. And oh, right. yeah. was whatever. Bob still in the band, or Bob was out? Bob by was then? out. Bob was out, right. Bob was out by then. Right. And so I think that these lyrics do like matter as far as like that's on your mind. Oh yeah, about you could tell what totally. you're doing. Yeah. Right. Could you imagine what was on the mind for the Columbia signing after yeah. you get dropped by well, this that's because why, that's of the amazing like, thing. They did this record and another record with AM and they did not sell anything. Right. They well they dropped. did this record and an EP and another record. Right. And, and then got, they got dropped and, they and then dropped. they got picked up. They started uh, acoustic they did some acoustic shows and yeah, half said, acoustic, oh, we'll, half we'll electric. Take a shot with these guys. Yeah. Right. And look at them. Now they got that horrible cover now that's uh yeah. that these people covered of Runaway Train. And he's getting a check for that, so good for him. Well, then uh, I think I think one of the A and M too. They got pissed off because they did the Clam Dip EP. And you the know, Clam Dip EP was the Herb Albert. Yes, the Tijuana. Yes, they mocked the cover, and they mocked the cover where clever, they actually yeah. had. Uh, that was very clever. I dressed that, up in Clam Dip. Yeah, I know, which was a lot of which was kind of. They wasted a lot of good clam dip. I mean, really. <laughs> I don't All think right. I've ever had clam dip. So Barry, it's delicious. No one, no one is happier delicious. than Barry Stock that we have gotten through this record and we are done with the record. Oh, we uh, don't want to do the bonus thank track. Thank you so much. I really yeah, no, I'm, I refuse no, to do the bonus. That okay. fucking thing is. You know who was on it? George went from Cheers. <laughs> was he really? Yeah, I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah. All right. Well, it was. When God you, rest when, his soul. When you guys have your own podcast, you can do that. <laughs> 
that's never going to happen. Thank you. I personally really enjoyed having you guys on as guests. Oh, it was a blast. Uh, Dan yeah. Bonebreak. The and, only reason, uh, if you guys were Shrinking Violets, we would have been like, oh, we really like the record. And it was fine. <laughs> Yeah, but, we you know, we figured you could take it. Yeah. No, can. no, we appreciate it. All right, so next week, what do we got, Barry? We got uh, the, the fall. late, The late, great Mark E. Smith, The Fall. If it's me and my granny, it's The Fall. Yeah, uh, the, the album Dragnet. Dragnet. With Jeffrey Weaver. Who's Jeffrey Weaver? He's one of our patrons. He's a patron. He's a so patron. another patron right. is becoming a guest. And he's driving over from, is he the one? No, he's not the one driving. I don't know where, 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 where hopefully, are we doing this at your house? I don't know about these strange people at my home. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing this. You see what I have to put is up with? We could, oh, that's what he thinks. This is home. what he thinks of our audience as people is like the murderers <laughs> well, or mashers. They're going to come them. and steal your jewelry. It could be. All right. I also want to remind you guys that Sunday, September 29th. Is it's a burden, first, I tell you. It's the first That Record Got Me High live event at Three Churchill. Three of the four members are here. Yeah, the shake with the shakers. Yeah, right. with Electric Woo! Supply Company. Yeah. With uh, Dan's new band, The Reckons, and then a special that record got me high super group yeah composed of me and Barry Mr. Dan Bonebreak on bass and Mr. Joey Joey Maya I wrote a book Maya yeah. on drums who Miami's <laughs> drummer who couldn't be bothered to show up tonight for some reason I don't know <laughs> well he's, Joey's he's, wow. he's a busy he's man he's probably book. drumming for he's somebody out of the band alright so once again thank you very much Chris for having us we love coming to Laser World thank you so much yeah, don't forget Bumblefest oh we, we didn't do the thing for uh, the tickets to Bumblefest I totally forgot All right, oh two, two tickets. free tickets alright the first Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. Here, Give the mic wait. to Chris. Let him promote some shows here. Yeah, so occasionally we do shows here at Laser Wolf. Uh, I have the Nervous Monks, speaking of, some oh, great yeah, friends of ours. Brady Newbill. And, uh, yeah, Brady Newbill and crew. And then also Hotenshaun from uh, Miami, uh, October 12th. And then also Halloween is a Thursday at uh, Invasive Species. I have Transcam, which is a, a really awesome instrumental, like, Ambient metal band from Japan. Oh, it, nice! Wow. Playing for their second time at Invasive, and then also a record release from Electric Supply Company that night. Oh, nice! nice. That's the Halloween. So that's after Bumblefest and all that. So Halloween get, at Invasive. Yeah, Halloween Invasive, and here at Laser Wolf on the twelfth. All right, two tickets for Bumblefest. The first person that correctly guessed or closest. How many times has Mark Dubin seen the Breakfast Club <laughs> movie? The Breakfast Club. All right, let's have guesses. What's, uh, who, let's hear some guesses. 1,000 times. 1,000 times. Who else has guessed? That's a lot. What are, what are you saying, Vanessa? She says four. Four. All right, you say how much? Okay. 32. All right. How many the times? Close, the close, honestly. What was your, Kristen, what was yours? 32. 32. You would be the closest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, you would so be the closest. The bubble best. Little bit of one. Uh, the question right. is really how many times. Wait, I gotta turn my mic up for this. How many times has Mark Dubin watched this movie naked? Right, Thirty two. Oh, wow. <laughs> Same thing. One time. All right. First time, right? Yeah. Thank you all for coming. We'll see you uh, guys next week. We'll see. Did we you forget next anything? The Patreon. Beg uh, for patrons. Patreon, yeah. We're gonna beg for patrons. <laughs> Patreon.com forward slash trgmh. Become a patron of our show. We're so awesome. All right. Once again, that is Barry Stock. That is Rob Elba. Thank you very much, Mark and Dan. We'll see you guys next week. We are out. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. That was our spiciest show. Yeah. Yeah, Right. I thought that was good. There was no way I was gonna be. There was no way I was gonna be able to be. No, no, no. I'm glad. To lie about it. That was good. I'm <laughs> sorry.
want to do with our Live at Laser Wolf, we're going to have a little live performance now. We have Mr. Mark Dubin and Mr. Dan Bonebreak, who just uh, uh, suffered through uh, me and Barry for an hour. Now they're going to play a couple of songs for you guys. So let's give it up for Mark and Dan. You in time? Yeah. You in time? Close enough for soul song, right? Alright, ready? Come on.
love you, Barry.
I bet you would. I bet you would. 